This is Kristen. The conference is now being recorded. Carrie, please go ahead and get us started. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Carrie Hollenberg, contributing editor of LCGC Magazine, and I'm here with Michael J. Telepchek, CEO of UCT Incorporated. Michael has been involved in the field of chromatography for 40 years. He has a BS in chemistry from Ursinus College and an MBA in business from the University of Connecticut. Michael holds several chromatography patents. He's the co-inventor of solid phase extraction, and he's the co-author of Clinical and Forensic Applications of Solid Phase Extraction. Thank you for being here today, Michael. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Great. Um, to get started, can you tell us how the concept of solid phase extraction came to you? Yeah, it's sort of embarrassing. Uh, it's, it was a serendipitous accident. Um, Tom Good, uh, Dr. Reginald Adams, and myself were working for Perkin-Elmer at the time, and Dr. Adams was developing instrumentation for doing steroid analysis, and Tom and I were responsible for making HPLC columns that would do the separations on his instrument. And one afternoon in the laboratory, we were up there doing a few projects, and we accidentally spilled some HPLC column packing into one of Dr. Adams' test tubes with his steroid samples in it. And he immediately panicked and said, we ruined his experiment. And I mentioned to him that, nah, if he just let the stuff settle to the bottom in the morning, pour it off, he would have his steroids back. And the next morning when I got in the office, there were already three messages on my phone letting me know that, no, in fact, he didn't have his steroids back. And I thought about it for a second, and I thought, well, it's probably still stuck onto that HPLC column packing. And I told him to throw some methanol in it and try it again, and by jeepers, there they were. And that was the first accidental solid phase extraction that was performed. And how, how did you manage to take that idea and develop it into a commercial technology that's used in just about every lab today? That was the, that was the long part. <laughs> Actually, uh, we presented the idea to Perkin Elmer and said, hey, this is a really neat idea of something that would be productive going forward. And they immediately let us know that they were an instrument company, not a chemistry company, and they weren't interested. So uh, at that point in time, uh, Tom had left the company and went to work for a company in California. Uh, I actually went back to graduate school to learn a little bit about business, and Dr. Adams went back to Australia. Uh, Tom has since passed away, and I haven't talked to Dr. Adams since, but uh, they were very instrumental in this discovery of, uh, of uh, solid phase extraction. Uh, after a period of time, uh, and a lot of effort on trying to figure out how to finance a project like this, I decided to go into a little bit of forensic uh, science marketing research and find out if this type of technology should apply to what they were doing on drugs. And after, at, at that point in time, you were still allowed to do uh, manufacturing R&D in your garage, which is what I did, and uh, the EPA w wasn't shutting people down for doing that yet, and uh, I managed to find, and I was lucky to find, a tox lab, which gave me some instrument time on the third shift to try to test the ideas. And finally, in 1986, the tox barrier was broken, and the mixed-mode product that I developed uh, 
uh, actually qualified to produce a uh, high-quality, uh, easy operating uh, device, which would uh, the would actually get these uh, extractions out of biological fluids clean, clean enough to put on a, on a GCMS, and that was the actual birth of uh, of the forensic toxicology market. Very interesting. Um, and can you tell us what, what's been um, UCT's flagship product and in what type of applications have you seen it utilized? Well, our flagship product, which was the same one we developed 30 years ago, and of course, by the way, our, this is our 30th anniversary, uh, is still the flagship product of this company, and it's, uh, we call it the DAU line, or the Drugs of Abuse in Urine, which we were doing at the time. Uh, and we developed this product, and it actually applied to all kinds of drugs of abuse and therapeutic drugs. And since then, it's expanded into applications in pharmaceutical analysis, environmental analysis, and our latest big hit, food safety applications. Okay. And did you, did you foresee the power this technology would provide to the sample preparation community? <laughs> Actually, we never saw it coming. <laughs> I was working with a lot of the clients that we were developing, and uh, and it, it, customer service is still one of our really big uh, areas of concentration. We try to help all other people who use our products, make sure they know how to use them and how to make them work. And I was working with customers, and uh, one afternoon, one of my clients, who was a relatively large client at the time, said to me, uh, where were you? <laughs> I said, what do you mean, where was I? He said, well, the Society of Forensic Toxicology held a big meeting in Montreal, and everybody there is talking about your products. And I said, oh. <laughs> and that was when we realized that we had actually had one of those products that uh, I, I always advise people who ask me about entrepreneurial development. Uh, I ask them about their sales uh, projections, and, of course, Everybody who's optimistic always shows you that hockey stick curve where you have a short flat line and all of a sudden it takes off, you know, in a, an almost vertical direction. And I always try to explain them it doesn't really work that way. Uh, it actually is more the other way where the stick is laying flat on the ground and then somewhere out in the development of your product it will start to grow probably slowly. But it, we had actually had one of those things that uh, took off and, and grew very quickly. And uh, we had gone from probably selling $60,000 of product a year to being up in the millions in a matter of a year and a half. And that was when we realized that this technology was something special and, uh, and needed to be uh, explored more. Thanks. How has UCT evolved over the past 30 years to remain in touch with developing technology? You started with just sample preparation columns, but what other items do you have now to complement them? Well, the uh, the basic product line is still intact. Uh, the DAU columns still provide uh, high quality and uh, excellent results. In the meantime, as the market evolved, more people wanted uh, materials that would move faster, do the extractions quicker, and and uh, uh, require less work. So we developed two additional lines: one called an Excel line, and the other one called the Fast line, which uh, FAST was developed to compete with Dilute and Shoot, which was a market that we didn't think we could ever compete with until we developed this final product. Uh, but uh, we, we then 
turned our attention to, rather than going too far too fast, we turned our attention to more specific type compounds that needed to be analyzed in the same market, which we were good at, which would have been things like uh, ETG and GHB and other special drugs and specific compounds. And uh, at that point in time, we, we, we decided that there were other needs that could be met in the in the marketplace other than just um, SPE cones. And we started to supply things like buffers, uh, enzymes for enzymatic hydrolysis, HPLC columns, which we <laughs> embarrassingly tried to introduce two or three times and bounced. And now we finally got our act together on uh, how, to, how to develop the products that people needed. And, uh, and now they're starting to move for us. Uh, in the middle... In the middle of all of this, we got sucked into the um, oh, agric- I, I call it agricultural and food safety market. Uh, a lot of people uh, were we, we had we had basically spent our entire careers doing forensic science, and you know we then discovered that well if we could do it that well for forensic scientists, we could do it for others, and we started to move into the pharmaceutical market. And then we started to move into the, to the environmental market. We got involved in testing a lot of uh, 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 pesticides in plants. And of course, there's always cross fertilization in all of this because our recent, our most recent endeavor was uh, food matrices. And uh, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, marijuana in brownies is <laughs> a fairly good sized market and a very difficult one to deal with if you don't know the chemistry of both. And uh, I wish I could tell you we, we were eating a lot of brownies, but we're not. Uh, but So we, we now are, are sort of expanding into peripheral markets that still all relate to the things we do best, but they are different uh, markets than we originally anticipated. Well, where do you see UCG heading in the next 30 years with regard to product development? The... The one big market which we, again, uh, sort of accidentally stumbled into uh, is a market uh, in food safety, and the product line is now called Catchers. Uh, and it's an interesting short story for you because uh, I got a call one day, and someone from the USDA laboratories called me and said, I understand you people make specialized SPE products for people who have a need. And um, I said, yeah, we do. And he said, well, I have a need. And I said, well, I said, what would you like? And he said to me, first I have to tell you, I've called all your other competitors, and they don't want to do it. I said, well, I said, at least you're being honest, and now I know where I am on the ladder. And... (laughs) Uh, I said, tell me what you are doing and tell me what you want. And he said, well, I'm doing pesticides uh, and other compounds out of food products. I said, well, how many pesticides are you doing? And he said, well, I've got it up to about four or 500 right now. And I said, and I said, what foods are you working in? He said, all kinds. He said, I do leafy green vegetables. I do olive oil. I do orange juice. I do almost anything you can think of. And I said, well, I've got some experience with food analysis. I said, how long does it take you to do this analysis? He said, about 25 minutes. 
And I said, well, I said, now I'll tell you why people don't want to do this for you. I said, they think you're crazy and they think you can't do that. And he said, well, you're only 30 minutes away from me. He said, why don't you come over and I'll show it to you. And if you want to do it, I, he said, uh, uh, I'd, be, I'd be glad to entertain what kind of products you could put together for us. So I went over and uh, he was absolutely right. 25 minutes after he started, he was putting samples on LCMSs and other types of things and getting got good results. And I told him right then and there we'd make it for him. So we were the first ones to commercialize this product called Catchers. And now it's one of our fastest growing products all over the world. And it's uh, one of the fastest-growing analytical uh, tools and techniques that are, are ongoing. Thanks. And can you tell us how you've seen the, the marketplace and the industry change over the past 30 years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> First of all, every, uh, there, there, are now a, uh, uh, there are now a series of SPE-type products. We've seen everything from import technology out of 3M, solid phase dispersion out of LSU, solid phase micro extraction, uh, molecularly imprinted uh, solid phase extraction, pipette extraction. There's a, a, a version a, a month that comes out of somebody trying to capitalize on the, the concept. And, uh, and of course, every time, uh, uh, every time they do, uh, the, the comment is, well, this is going to put SPE out of business. And 30 years later, we're still growing strong. Uh, and we've, the other thing we've seen is uh, the reintroduction of uh, several uh, technologies. Uh, uh, there was a, techni a technique uh, uh, called uh, solid liquid extraction, which has been reintroduced under a new name about every seven or eight years. Uh, uh, still a lot, still has a lot of difficulties in getting it to perform the way SPE does. Uh, we've seen, uh, in the HPLC field, we've seen this core shell technology. This is, everybody thinks this is something brand new. Most of the new technologies are a rework of something that's already gone on before. There are very few brand new technologies that come out that are really highly competitive. So, um, there's also the, the continuous explanation of uh, or introduction of this, these high, uh, highly expensive HPLC MS systems, and the answer is well, the way you compensate for a half a million dollar instrument is to not have to do any any sample cleanup, and so you know we hear that all the time too. Well, this is going to put you out of business. Well, <laughs> if you find out that. People are amiss if they don't clean those samples up before they stick them on those extremely expensive pieces of equipment because in a matter of a short period of time, they're stripping them down to clean the garbage out of them. And so now a lot of people, even with the, the high-tech equipment, are, are pushing their way back to solid phase extraction. And um, uh, these are things that uh, uh, this and, and automation, of course, is the other thing that everybody wants to do. Everybody wants to replace people in the lab with new, highly developed robotic systems that will uh, eliminate the need, the need for labor. And uh, unfortunately, even robotic systems run samples one at a time, and manual, good manual or semi-automatic systems today probably will do the same job with a whole lot less expense. 
Well, thank you for that overview, Michael. We appreciate you being here today. This has been Carrie Hollenberg, Contributing Editor at LCGC. Thanks to all for listening. And thanks for having me. Great job. I was laughing, Michael, at your brownie statement. (laughs) (laughs) They keep disappearing in the lab. I don't understand it. (laughs) That was funny. Um, If you want to put Jody back in speakerphone, you can. Okay, hang on. Hello? Oh, we still doing it. Thank you, Kara. That was great. Good. On your end. That was great. Good. So, no redos? I don't, I mean, is there anything that you want to redo? I thought you sounded great. Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me. Sorry, to guys. Hi, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Jody, I was just telling Michael how funny that he was about the brownies. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's always a, a good one to get some lights. <laughs> That's great. So I was just telling Carrie, I thought everything sounded great from my perspective. Okay. Um, Jody, anything that you think that Carrie should re-record or Mike? Um, one thing I, I wanted to add in, and it slipped by me was that uh, this year uh, the American Academy of Forensic Sciences put out a uh, an article uh, listed as the six decades of milestones in forensic science. And in 1974, we were listed as uh, the invention of SPE as being one of the milestones in forensic science. And I forgot to mention that. Okay, you know what? Um because I want to get you to say that on the actual, I'm sorry, to go back on the handset. Um, did you want Carrie to say, like, Michael, do you have any, la- you know, like, closing thoughts? And then you could say that. Would that work? Yeah. I think that would be a good way to tie it in there without having to rework a lot. Okay, that sounds great. Let's do that. And before we do that, is there anything else that you think that you would want to redo or just that? No, well, I think everything yeah. else is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So then we'll do that momentarily. And just so you know, what will happen is I will um, send this to our team to edit, and then we'll get the intro included. And then um, myself or Sabina will send it over for you to review okay. the recording. And yeah. then, okay, and then before we do this recording, anything else, Jody, from you? Will you be sending that as an audio file, or will it be transcripted into, like, a Word document for me to review, or what kind of format will I be getting it in? I will send you um, the raw version, and I'm talking about the raw version, the audio version to listen to, and then I'll talk with Sabina. I'm not sure what else um, on her end, but I will definitely send you the audio file, because okay, that's, that we'll be web- that be, that's what will be on the website. Okay, sounds good. That works. Okay, great. So we'll be in touch. And then if you want to go ahead and go back on your handset, and then, Carrie, if you can just say, um, Michael, do you have any closing thoughts? And then once he says that, we'll record it. I'll let you know we're done, and we'll end the call. Okay, just thanks, Michael. Work, do you have any closing thoughts to sort of make a transition from the last statement? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, Michael, let us know when you're ready. Okay, I'm back on the handset. Perfect. So, Carrie, please go ahead and um, continue the recording. Thanks, Michael. Do you have any 
Closing thought? Stop, let me do that again. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, just one. We were really excited this year. Uh, along with our 30th anniversary, we were notified by the American Academy of Forensic Science that they had published a list of six decades of milestones in forensic science. And in 1974, we were noted as being uh, one of those milestones for the development of uh, solid phase extraction, which has had a major impact in their business. Okay, the recording has finished. Thank you, Michael. All right, thank you. And thank you, Carrie. And that will that concludes um, today's recording. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Kristen. Have a, you're welcome. Have a great day. I'll talk to you guys. Um, I'll talk to you soon, Jody. Yeah, you too. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. -bye. Okay, bye.